the lamb at length back in green. And the regulars at the cathedral will know that I rather like ordinary time for as much as it is very valuable to us to reflect on the, the great feasts of Easter and Pentecost and so on. Somehow or other, the scriptures in ordinary time uh, contrive to, to speak to us of the ordinary things of our daily living of the Christian life. And so I rather like the, the, the opportunities to reflect on what's, what's common to us, what's ordinary to us, as much as the great feasts give us vision and hope. Now today we reflect on a very common element of the Christian life, sin. <laughs> and I'd like to just uh, begin with a brief story from my long past uh, just about that. When I was a deacon, I did a course, an inter-church course on industrial ministry, you know, the ministers in, in going to factories and things like that. And it was an inter-church course, so we, we were a mixture of people. And over the days of it, I began to um, appreciate the difference between the Catholic tradition and some others. While the guys running the course were fine, they were industrial chaplains, they were very down to earth, feet on the ground. Uh, some of the other students were young and keen and um, very theologically motivated, let us say. And some came from those traditions of Christianity that draw a very clear dividing line between the saved and the unsaved. So as we talked about industrial ministry and we went around factories and things like that, over the days I got a bit fed up with this, <laughs> that sense that um, those people out there were unsaved and we had to save them. We had to rescue them from the pit, you know, and drag them back. A bit much to my mind. So. On one of the last days, we were reflecting together, and it was an interchurch thing, so the question came up of, you know, what do we all, as Christians, what do we all have in common? And all sorts of good things were said and written on a whiteboard somewhere. And I got cheeky. I said, sin. <laughs> well, it got a laugh, but it didn't get written up. <laughs> I'd gone a step too far, suggesting that part of the life of all Christians is the experience of sin and of sinfulness. Yet that's put before us there in the scriptures today with the prophet, you know, uh, Jeremiah. That experience of people around him who wanted to see him fall. He seemed to be a good man. He seemed to be close to God. And they were so anxious to bring him down that desire that you know, seems to exist in some people to strike down something that is good and true and beautiful. <laughs> uh, you know, it makes them feel better if you're worse or something, you know. And then St. Paul, of course, talking about Adam's sin and how sin spread through the world and so on. And even Jesus in the gospel, perhaps not so directly on the point, but 
but looking at the possibility of those who would deny him in the presence of people, you know. So, uh, anyway, I had my little go at suggesting that sin was a part of the common Christian experience, and I had tradition on my side, if I may say so. We read from St. Paul's letter to the Romans, but you, you'll know the stuff in the sixth chapter of Romans where he talks about his experience of this. What a wretched man I am, says Paul. I want to do what is right, but I find there's another law in me that inclines me to do the wrong thing, you know. I don't do what I intend to do, he says. I do what I hate. Who will save me? Thanks be to God, you know, it goes on. That's Paul, Augustine, of course, uh, experienced that in his own life and put it down to the sin of Adam, the original sin. What he called concupiscence, <laughs> a tendency in us to just like the excitement of doing wrong or something like that. And then, of course, uh, my great friend, John Henry Newman, um, in the 19th century, you know, looked in his writings, he, he looked around the world, said, you can go into the palaces of the great, you find pride, you find corruption, you can go into the meanest hovel, you find envy, anger. And you become aware that this is part of the human thing, and as he said, there must be some great catastrophe at the beginning of things that explains this side of us. I don't have to tell you, uh, I don't have to tell anyone that we find within ourselves the inclination at times to do wrong. And we do it. <laughs> so there we are. We have part of the common Christian experience is that we are a sinful people. We deliberately choose to do things wrong. Hence, we always start our Mass with that confession, you know, where we turn to God for mercy. Forgive us our sins. These are fundamental Christian experiences, and I, I, I get worried at times about the 21st century and the inclination for people to say, oh, no, no, it wasn't my fault. I never did anything wrong, you know. I'm, uh, <laughs> We're very good at self-justification. And yet, our inclination to sinfulness is a really fundamental part of the Christian story. And why is it important? It's important because it sets up the experience of forgiveness. You know, again, we go to Paul, the reading that we had there. The fall was a terrible thing. It brought death into the world. You know, Paul's view of things there. But when grace came, it was so much greater. The free gift of God that frees us from our sins and joins us to Christ through his sacrifice. The experience of forgiveness is fundamental to the Christian life. And the experience of forgiveness is so important because it leads us to thanksgiving, to what we're doing here this morning, to Eucharist, to our great thanksgiving to the God who has saved us from ourselves, in a sense, saved us from the 
power of sinfulness that was in us. Not that he's taken us out of the realm of sin and temptation and so on. That still goes on. We're not the saved who are fundamentally different from the unsaved. We're all living in that mystery of, of sin and grace. And our experience of it inclines us to the thankfulness that Paul had for the grace of God that frees us. So, you know, these are very much part of the ordinary time, the ordinary experience of Christianity. But we have our problems. We have our failures. We have our sins. But that that's not the big thing. That the big thing is what God in Christ has done for us to free us from that and the willingness of our God to forgive us and give us his grace again and again and again and again to take us back to make us new. These are the fundamental things of Christianity and give it its fundamental attitude of thanksgiving to the God of grace.